I'm Chastity, and I'm here with the Guy Bros talking about part two of Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. I'm Julianne. I'm Josie. And I'm Alexa. Um, today we are talking about frustration in part two of Fahrenheit 451, and I can really relate to that part of the book because when I was little, in third grade actually, I had gotten my leg cut open because of an accident that happened at a restaurant I was eating at. Um, it caused me to be out of sports um, for a few months and out of my favorite sport, which was dance. And you can imagine I would be really frustrated because I couldn't control the fact that I had gotten hurt. And so since I couldn't control that, it was kind of hard to get through at first, but I eventually pushed through it and moved on. And then I got to do the sport that I had loved. And um, just like Montag had done when he was frustrated about how he could not learn from the books because he was a firefighter himself and that was against the law. And so since he couldn't do things that he was technically supposed to be doing, that the world had been doing before, he had been, he had ripped pages out of the Bible and he had wanted to learn a lot from Faber. And he was really, really frustrated when he couldn't, when that all didn't come down to what he wanted. But he eventually pushed through it and may not have gotten what he wanted and it didn't turn out how he wanted, but it eventually evolved into a better outcome. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, now we're gonna do our 30 second summaries. Uh, who wants to go first? I can go first. All right, Julianne's gonna go first, right? Yeah. Set. So basically, in part one of Fahrenheit, or part two of Fahrenheit 451 at this point, Montag is brought home, has taken out his home library, and is looking through all the books, and then he realizes he can't understand anything, no matter how hard he tries. So he goes to, he remembers this time where he had a conversation with this old English professor, and he goes to him to try to learn how to understand these books, and on the way, on the train, he has his Bible with him. He's trying to memorize parts of the Bible before the Bible is taken away. And he just can't because of all the noise on the train and all the commercials. He finally gets to this old English prof professor's house, whose name is Faber. And um, he convinces Faber to join him to help bring back books and to convince others that books are actually good. So he and Faber come up with a plan and they... Am I running out of time? No, you're fine. Keep going. You're good. So Faber gives Montag an earpiece to wear so that when Montag goes talking to Captain Beatty, Faber can help him get out what he needs to say. But the section ends with Captain Beatty uh, taking them all on an assignment to burn books and burn a house down, and Montag realizes that they're actually going to burn down his own house. Yeah, and there was a lot of stuff in this section, Yeah. so it might be hard to summarize it, it in really 30 hard. seconds. It will. So we'll just keep going like that. Okay. Josie, you want to go next? Sure. Okay, so in part two of Fahrenheit 451, um, Montag is wanting to learn more about the Bible that he has. And so, like Julianne says, he hops on a train, wants to memorize it because he doesn't know what's going to happen to the Bible. So, of course, he's going to try and figure out what he can learn from the Bible while he can on his way to a professor's house, which is Faber. And Faber would help him figure out a plan on how to keep learning and keep books and be able to eventually, like, maybe even get back books that they have burned before and stuff like that. Um, Faber wants to help uh, Montag because he also wants to keep learning from books um, after he's been kept away 
um, in like his house because he really doesn't want people to know what he's done in the past. Um, he helps Montag by putting an earpiece, giving him an earpiece where he can talk to Montag and tell him what to tell Beatty because Beatty knows a lot of things. So when Beatty tries to, I don't know, trip him up whenever he's talking, Faber can help him and get him out of sticky situations. And like Julianne said, at the end of the part two, they eventually arrive at Montag's house to burn down his house with the books. Okay. That was really good. I think there was a lot of stuff there. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try this. We're going to attempt it. I don't know how this is going to go. Okay. So Montag and Mildred are trying to figure out the books and what they mean from Montag's secret collection that Baby <coughs> knows about. And as Montag reads, he figures out he doesn't know what the books mean. So he goes to an per- English professor that he met one day in a park. And at first, the professor thinks he's trying to trap him to burning his books. But Montag is there with a Bible. And he ends up basically threatening the man with the Bible and says, and asks him if he wants help and stuff like that. Yeah. And so when then he starts, when the man says, yes, I would love the Bible, he starts to rip out pages of the book. And finally, the man gets him to stop, and they end up working together. He gives him this earpiece that will is like a two-way, kind of like a phone, walkie-talkie thing. So when, like Josie said, Montag is talking to Beatty, he can help him through that. Yeah. Faber can help him. And so as it goes on, Montag talks to Beatty, and he's trying really hard not to trip up, say anything, let anything slip, but... Finally, when there's a fire call, they end up at Montag's house. Yeah, that was nice. That was rough. That was rough. It's okay. That's good. It's hard to summarize. So what ends up happening first is uh, there was a... You're good. Sorry. Uh, First he ends up... First he talked to Mildred about the books and yeah. keeping them safe and once he tries to perceive them, the knowledge instead of staying slips out of his mind and he even tries to memorize it on the bus but because of the commercializing and the basically censoring that the society is trying to do it pushes his mind to be frustrated and so what ends up happening next is the fact that he finds an English professor to help him learn because he realizes that this is not going to work out. Then he finds Captain Beatty. And well, when he goes to work, he talks to Captain Beatty. And because of the earpiece thing in his ear that allows Faber, the professor, to hear, see, and talk to him, he is able to at least avoid too much fire for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Nice job. Yeah. We all forgot things, but that's okay. Like, I forgot the but train I think section. We all, I think together, like, together, we all, together we all covered everything. Yeah. 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 Like, Chastity got the part where you talked to Mildred in the beginning. Yeah. I did not talk about that. Um, so, there's on page, what page is it? 94. It 
talks about yeah. how Monte gets frustrated with the ignorance of Mildred and her friends. And as they're doing this, I find it interesting that Mildred is so willing to throw Guy Montag under the bus. Yeah, she's just like mocking his ideas yeah, and his books. Yeah, just because she's frustrated with him for having these crazy ideas, in her mind, crazy. Yeah. His mind, they're perfectly sensible, and he's getting frustrated with her for not going along more willingly. Yeah. Seeing what he sees. Yeah, and so since she was technically trying to embarrass him, like she was telling him to read these crazy stories that he had and hoping that it would like confuse, like it did confuse the woman that she was with and she wanted to like completely make him look like a fool yeah. in that moment, which was kind of weird because she's like, go ahead, go ahead, read that part. And like, she had listened to him before and she knows mm -hmm. what they're about. So she wanted him to read them again to, for her friends. Yeah. And the frustration almost motivated him mm -hmm. to read it. I mean, because after he did read it, the women, they didn't know how to feel. So they they just kind of broke down crying because they didn't understand what was happening, but they knew they had emotional connection to it. I feel like that sort of frustration, it didn't really help too much. Like, it it made it worse. Like, he made the ladies cry. He didn't really prove his point or anything. It just kind of... I can see that. ...didn't help in any way. There's other parts in the book, like on page 68. Uh, Montag, so like a little earlier, uh, Montag is frustrated that he and Mildred like don't understand the books at all. Yeah, and that's what motivates him to go find favor, to which go is find more a motivation. So I can see that. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about that? Like, I mean, honestly, personally, I think I can understand because usually when like you don't understand something, it gets really frustrating because you keep on trying and trying, though you just don't get it, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. But. At the same time, I think that Mildred's and Montag's frustrations are, they take it different ways. Yeah. yeah. And Mildred is more like the type of person to be like, I'm just going to give up. I don't need to learn this. Montag, in my opinion, is more like, I need to learn this and I'm not going to stop. Yeah. I agree with that. They channel it different ways. Yeah. Montag's becomes a reason, a will. Away. And then, like, Mildred, she uses her frustration and she just ignores it. She blocks it out yeah. by watching TV or whatever. I know, and I think it's very superficial when he, not superficial, I guess, but when he asks her if the TV family loves her, I yeah. feel like it, that's kind of a realization for her, even though she doesn't know it yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She doesn't want to know it. Exactly. Like, she's been, she, right now she's being given what she wants, like, and what... <clears throat> she wants to hear and so when he brings it to her attention she tries to deny it just like she denied in the beginning of the book and how she yeah. didn't take those pills and her denial is how she copes with reality and she thinks that it's gonna get her somewhere but it's really not it's just yeah it's put it she just wants to stay in the same place she does not want any change which is not good, you know, because like here we have Montag wanting change and he's learning from it. So when she doesn't learn from it, she's not going to get any better if she wants to. Yeah. And I find it very interesting that she technically doesn't have anything to live for except for her three wall TV. Like, yeah. what do you think is going to happen because when she doesn't have a job? Yeah. She's not in school. She doesn't have kids. She obviously doesn't have a good relationship with Montag. No. 
which probably frustrates her even more, which probably leads Montag to want to go find Faber, which I think is interesting, his frustration with Kathy Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in the society, I'm even with the friends that they t- have, I'm guessing mm-hmm. even that relationship is superficial. Um, it's but, all fake, made up. Yeah, they don't want that stuff to go away. Yeah. But you talk about frustration and how Mildred and Montag are frustrated. How do you think, who do you think is the most frustrated in this whole entire book? Um, that's a good question. So, I think it might be Beatty, in my opinion. Because he has all these books, obviously, because he keeps talking about, he keeps quoting them. And he has an excuse that all fired fire chiefs, essentially, they have books. And I think it's frustrating for him to have to deal with people like Montag that he thinks are below him. And I know that opinion may not be the same for others, but... So so you think he's frustrated by the fact that other people are trying to read when they shouldn't I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's a very arrogant character, and so he thinks that he is high and mighty, he's the only one, and he internally, and he may not even know it, but it makes him a little upset when something like that happens. Like, we predicted that uh, Beatty is probably, has tons of books, and he can, like, trip people up because he has that knowledge that he's been reading for a while, and so... And so since he has all that knowledge, he doesn't want other people getting that knowledge so they can, like, one-up him. He wants to be the superior person to everyone below him. So he's like, he's sorry, he's like the dictator? No, no, yes, yeah. yeah. No, you're fine. Um, Yeah, no, he wants it to stay the same, like, literally every character in the book. And so since people are having these books, his frustration is going into the fact that they could be more powerful than him. Yeah. And so since... They have that opportunity by reading those books. He wants to do everything in his power to take them away. So when he can't, it's really frustrating. So he thinks, in my perspective, he probably thinks that Montag is probably going to get up to his level soon enough when he finds out that he's been reading books too. Yeah, I definitely agree about that. with, with that. Yeah. Um, I do have a question, though. What do you think about the dog going to their door and Mildred saying give it a good kick for me because definitely in that scenario and situation of the book I found it interesting that Montag and Mildred almost had a connection for a few split seconds they had the same ideas and the same thoughts which may have relieved some of the frustration a bit but I don't know what do you guys think about that I think that it might have but if you're in a relationship it's kind of like you have to work together, and they don't really do that. Not just one time, but the whole entire time. If you agree like once or twice, that's more just a friendly rite of pra- passage to become their friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, Julian. Do you have anything? I think that you're right. That was both of you are right. That was like a good connection for them. Like they both didn't want the dog to be there. Yeah, and it's the first connection we really see between the two in the book. But I feel like it's for different reasons though. Mildred just doesn't, doesn't want to be caught. She doesn't want to get in trouble. Exactly. Yeah. But Montag's like, if I get caught, I can't read anymore. So you're also right, Chastity, that like it's not, it's a really simple connection and it's not really anything. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Hers yeah. is more of a superficial and his yeah. is a kind of a deep. Yeah. 
understanding. Yeah, what do you guys think about the dog in part two when he's he shows up at Montag's house? Like, at first, I thought he was gonna show up to Montag's house. They were gonna come like bust him, and then he was. They were gonna like, you know, yeah. take out favor. Like not oh. take out, but like find out that favor is yeah. also involved. Like I feel like that could happen, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that happened yeah. on this section of the book. Definitely. The I think we covered a lot of it, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm really yeah. looking forward to read the next section. Me too. Yeah. Definitely. Just to see what happens with the fireman at his house and everything. So, well, that concludes from the Guy Bros. Um, I'm Julianne. I'm Josie. I'm Chastity. And I'm Alexa. See you for part three of Fahrenheit 451. <laughs>